0: The film series that won't die. Nearly 30 movies, Amityville one Horror house, Horror actually Amityville. several houses, and Podcast. cursed Amityville artifacts. The Amityville
1: Horror Podcast. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. Uh, I am Tom. I'm Pat. I'm- and this week we've got Amityville Death House not the Amityville Death House or even an Amityville Death House it's just Amityville Death House
0: yeah we can figure out how many there might be out there and whether we're just concentrating on one or whether that fills us all in but you can't sue us if we're not saying it's
1: the original one it's not us
0: go away Let's leave us alone. And I think that this series, based on Asylum making one, and then uh, Polonia, Mark Polonia doing this one, that we are well past concerns of copyright.
1: No, Yeah. Yeah. We don't care about any of that yeah. stuff. It's just Ambityville. It, it's a thing. It's like, dra- it's public domain. It's Dracula. It's Frankenstein. Well, it's Ronnie DeFeo, because obviously yeah. the Lutzes, if you don't bother with the Lutzes, Nobody's really making a copyright, uh, pitching a
0: copyright fit. Yeah. And actually, uh, something I noticed, uh, just kind of looking over some other stuff, the DeFeos weren't mentioned by name in the first no. or the second film. It wasn't until the oh, third one where they say DeFeo. Yeah. They had because it yeah. was a fictional it was a different name in the first one well, yeah. than the family it wasn't the DeFeo family we were watching in the second one, which was the prequel, which yeah. was the retelling of the DeFeo. Yeah. So by not having the DeFeo name in the movies with the Lutzes or uh, the Warrens. Yeah, it is saying, yeah, we're not telling your story. We're actually going yeah. back to the original thing that is a matter of public record. So I think that a Feo name might be the trick around the copyright specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But either way, mm-hmm. and this one, as you said, is directed by Mark Polonia.
0: Mark Polonia, um, and he ha- he has directed now three of these. We're going to get to them eventually, but it's every like there are so many oh, different yeah. companies making these that we'll just let you know when we get back to them. And I wonder, have you ever seen a movie by Mark Polonia or, uh, before he passed, the Polonia brothers? Uh, his brother Steve had also worked with him a few times.
1: Uh, no, I, I, I did take a look uh, on the Wikipedia filmography, and it did have a very uh, Jim Winorski vibe
0: to it uh, if, to, to his work yeah Jim Winorski. if you take away the money ooh um, <laughs> I didn't realize until I was also looking over the page uh, there's a series uh, that I do here in Baltimore with a bunch of my friends who've been doing for over a decade Mondo Baltimore I'm a fan and we did way back in the first, like, two or three years, a double feature of Polonia Rollers movies from the 80s. Oh, no. Feeders and Feeders 2. I, yeah, those seem to be the big ones. Like, I, the name sounded
1: familiar. Or, no, I'm th- I was getting mixed up with that, um, what is that one, that, that Project Greenlight thing by Clue Gulagers? This oh.
0: um, Is it like Feed, or it's Feed uh, something. There was, there was Feast. Feast. That's yeah, what I'm there was The about. feast, feast. And there was that's a couple was of those. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what i was thinking. Yeah. Now feeders. I mean, feeders. Uh, feeders was one of the very early shot on VHS movies. No, uh, it was a feature film. Arguably, um, we did a double feature of feeders and feeders too, and I don't think it hit two that, hours. Was this one of the ones that Joe Bob showed on the Shutter Show? No, a couple years. he has not. He he did a couple VHS movies this last season. <laughs> yeah, so that's why he I'm did. Well, one of them was Sledgehammer, which yeah. the rights to that, um, that's distributed by my buddy Clint, who was a part of the founding crew of Motto Baltimore. I wish I could say I finished the song. It's something, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was not strong enough, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, it, it, it's it's a hell of a thing, yeah. He showed that, and he showed, mic- no, I know he's done Microwave Massacre at some point, but I think that might have been one that's of the old shows. A, that's an awesome name. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Feeders and Feeders 2 are about an alien invasion. Uh, the aliens are little tiny puppets. Obviously. It's shot on VHS. It is... Uh, they're, they're on Tubi. Uh, a okay. lot of Diplonia Brothers movies and then Marcelonia solo are on Tubi. Uh, I'm There's actually gonna dive in on a few on of them, them just there really is. It's like we're
1: trying we're honest to God, we're not shills for Tubi. We like Patrick took the hit and actually bought the D V D for this so that we could record it. But man, Tubi has a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in they terms really do. of like Trash horror movies.
0: Yeah, it's stuff. It's like the old, you know, the Ma and Pa video store or like the UHF yes, station. Yes it's like, well, we're not going to pay for the expensive stuff, but mm. volume. Oh, yeah, we, we will drown you in volume. There will always be something to watch yes. if you can get off your high horse and not need, you know, Julia Roberts or somebody in it. Exactly.
1: And so one of these one day, I just said, you know what, I'm going to lower my standards, and I watched JFK again. There you go. <laughs> terrible. But anyway, yeah. as yeah. opposed to Amityville Death House, which I'm certain is going to be great because it has the one, the only, Eric Roberts. Mm-hmm. Julia Roberts is older, and well, I, I, we can't say less talented because uh, when he, when Eric Roberts first hit, he was kind of like, the, if not the next big thing dramatic actor-wise, he was in the running for it. Like He was like yeah. in the, the Mickey Rourke type of crowd.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Which also, you know, he hit some bumps as well. Hit some bumps as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eric Roberts, you know, started out strong, apparently not the easiest to work with. And... Um, he has, in recent years, started doing projects such as A Talking Cat, uh, a movie which he filmed his... Well, he recorded his part in about 15 minutes in his own bathroom doing the voiceover of this talking cat, and it shows. I went on to his Wikipedia page, and it like it
1: is... The work ethic the man has is astounding. He appears to do something like fifteen movies a year. Mm-hmm. I'm certain he's not in. I think if you add all of his screen time together, it couldn't be more than two hours between all fifteen movies. Mm. It just, yeah. He kind of does these like little appearances in them. So I'm curious as to what how long he how much he's actually in this movie. But what do you do? You have a favorite Eric Roberts performance? Or what, do you, yeah, let, let, uh, let's go with, is there? are there any that just stand out to you? I'll be honest. Like, we'll put The Dark aside no. because that one, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but. He, he came up, he popped up in one of my recent more favorite movies. He's in Inherent Vice with, you know. He was everybody, in that. yeah. Everybody's in Inherent yeah.
0: Vice, and so obviously he's in it for
1: him. It is Mickey
0: Wolfman. Yeah, never thought I'd see a movie that had both Eric Roberts and Martin Short. Yeah. 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 That was kind
1: of a huh, but uh, if I if, like favorite performance, I swear to God, he's in it for like maybe a minute. But he play in Cable Guy. He plays the TV movie. He plays himself playing the TV movie version of the courtroom trial that is a su- subplot of Cable Guy. He plays yeah. both Sam and Stan Sweet in Brother Sweet Brother, the Stanton <laughs> Sweet murder or the killing of Stanton Sweet. And it's just there for a minute, but it's hilarious. Hey, he's also... He played the master in the Doctor Who movie. In the, the American Doctor Who movie oh, with Paul McGann. He plays wow. the master.
0: I, I I blanked that out of my memory. Yeah.
1: Entirely. Because it's like... That's the thing. Like, there are certain actors, like um, your Ben Kingsley's or your Willem Dafoe's, who can... Not only are they character actors on the level that they can do anything, but they also still get cast for anything so you get like your Ben Kingsley can be in Schindler's List and then three years later he's in what one of the Blood Rain movies and then mm-hmm. a few years later after that he's in Sexy Beast another artistic uh, yeah. critically acclaimed piece he can do it he, like he, they end up they never get pigeonholed in terms of uh, quality of the movie despite the fact that they can go bananas like your Willem Dafoe uh, does silly shit all the time but then he's in these Wes Anderson movies he's in uh, A Most Wanted
0: Man yeah it's in like Lighthouse but then he can do yeah then he can go and do like a goofy you know like a Fishing with John type thing yeah yeah. he's just game for that sounds interesting
1: yes Eric Roberts probably was
0: that good at some point? But now it's mm. just—it's just not great movies that he makes now. From what I've heard, and this is all you know, friend of a friend and
1: hearsay and whatnot. You guys don't talk as much as you used to. I didn't want to bring—I I didn't want to be the first one to bring it up on the podcast. But since you yeah, brought it up, right. you guys used to be pretty tight,
0: you <laughs> yeah. and Eric Roberts. But then I made the mistake of one—I didn't pay him for his appearance, yeah. and it was lunch. But you know, like I'm, I'm, I'll split the bill and he's you at least you have, you, to you, have to. You, you didn't even pay for the line you have to apparently pay in advance for his appearance Mm -hmm. and you cannot mention his sister if you mention his sister he walks immediately that's why I know I would get along with him because I'm not not a big Julia Roberts guy yeah but I I, I would uh, knowing that that was the rule the back of my brain would say you gotta ask him why not I mean but that's still mentioning it yeah
1: exactly Uh, and the answer is gonna be exactly what you think it is yeah or there's trading cards involved. Yeah. You know, and some useful thing. But
0: anyway. Yeah. And uh, to roll back to your question, I was trying the whole time to think of my favorite uh, Eric yeah. Roberts movie. Is it the video for Mr. Brightside? Unfortunately, <laughs> every time I thought I had one, I realized it was actually a Michael Perret movie. Ah! It's like well, hey, in the cruisers, have the same like, vibe. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, no, no. Well, Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, I didn't really like Bad Moon, but that was no, that was still so Michael Perret. Oh. And honestly,
1: you're lucking out with Michael Perret because.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Perret is
1: not a great actor but man he had the smolder back in the day mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean I, yeah. he's a distinguished looking guy now he was a gorgeous looking guy back
0: yeah. in the day and he just he had he might not have been necessarily great at emoting but yeah. he had yeah he had a good on screen just oh, like charisma presents. and the oh, presence
1: yeah I watched uh, Streets of Fire a month ago that
0: movie's still great I was almost going to mention that as Eric Roberts. Yep. I know, right? Yeah, it's, and it's, that,
1: that would have been funny, too, because then you would have had, like, Eric Roberts and Martin Short in Inherent Vice, and then you have, like, it would have been Eric Roberts and Rick Moranis in Streets of Fire. Oh, God, wow. It's like, yeah. can, we, can we get another Eric Roberts
0: SCTV movie like, happening? can we shoehorn him retroactively into heavy metal? Because that's, like, most of the exactly. cast of SCTV. Yeah, or Club Paradise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, no. Look, I like that Michael
1: Perrette. I wish I liked Eric Roberts more. He's yeah, well not maybe. He's great. Like, he's got, like, a nothing role in The Dark Knight, but you can't, like, in a movie with all the stuff going on in it, you remember him in The Dark Knight. It's mm-hmm. still pretty good. Yeah. But uh, all of this is to say that we have no idea what this movie's going to be
0: or how, or the... Yeah. All well, the other. Um, having seen Feeders 1 and 2. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't right. I didn't really want to look. I just wanted to make well, sure. Well, if you don't have a have receipt, the treasurer of
1: the podcast
0: will not reimburse you. Ah, son of a bitch. Yeah, they're very strict about that. Yeah. But uh, having seen Feeders 1 and 2. Um, I think we're in for... S- something interesting because yeah. um, like i said the first feeders shot on vhs it got distributed by blockbuster awesome like they managed to get into video stores and it was like that first breaking in of you know micro budget cinema into you know mm-hmm. mainstream distribution um so there's a lot of people in the you know in the horror community who are absolute hardcore fans of the Polonia Brothers. And I admit that I've only seen those two. Feeders 2 was basically Feeders, except it was set at Christmas, and so there were Christmas uh. decorations <laughs> up, and I believe that little alien puppets had Santa hats on at one point. That sounds hilarious. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna be checking out some of their other stuff in between the Amityville movies that I can either report back on or not. I saw one that involves a woman who steals a bunch of money from her mob boss husband with her secret lover makes a break for it so the mob is on her tail Uh the cops are after not just her those two but the mob but also a separately uh, former child star who him and his friends have robbed a bank and they're on the run as well and they all meet up at this cabin in the middle of the woods to be attacked by a a a t-rex so that's got my attention. I, I want to watch that. Why, why from,
1: are we watching that?
0: That's from of the this. mind of. You know the same
1: Polonia. <laughs> I mean, us I, this, I, so. I was kind of on board with the plot just as it was, and it's like, and now there's a T Rex. Oh yeah. Oh well,
0: shit. Yeah. So I, that. I think we're gonna get even if it's cheap. <laughs> I think we're gonna get some creativity. Yeah. Probably. Well, let's hope so. Because yeah.
1: man, the oh, last, like the last two, the uh, the one where it was the found footage one. That one was not good but it was bad it was entertainingly not
0: good yeah
1: after a while that that asylum one i i admit i was having a bad day but that movie did not i i there was nothing there
0: no it was just (laughs) it was music
1: too loud music too loud i just remembered the (laughs) music too the music was drowning out the subtitles
0: yeah (laughs) jesus christ all right. All right. So hopefully we don't have those problems on this one. We might actually be st- these. The, Mark Polonia has been making movies since the early '80s. Yeah. So hopefully we're not going to hit the same hiccups yeah, that we did in that. It
1: should. There should be. You, you can't help
0: but become a little competent. Yeah. After a while. We're going to see if the whole Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours thing oh, has yeah. added up towards this. I totally just changed us saying that out loud. Well, he's got three tries.
1: Because, you know, even if he doesn't get it with this one, we've yeah. got two more. I, I, I love... What was it? I forget. I think Guillermo del Toro was quoting somebody else when he said it's like a director only makes one movie over in, in their career. They just keep trying to make it better as they go along. And so maybe the Amityvilles, he's just trying to make a
0: better Amityville movie. Maybe. <laughs> but now I'm trying to figure out what movie Steven Soderbergh's been trying to make because... He cannot make up his mind on it. Well oh. Yeah, I give yeah I give Soderbergh
1: credit. Like you think he's pigeon, like he is just a one genre guy, but then you actually look at the breadth of his work, and he's like, no, I I won't go as far as say he's like Takashi Miike level, but he's You've got kind a movie of the American all directed. Version. He kind of is. He does not worry about genre. He will do it because let's be yeah. real, Contagion is one of the most terrifying movies that's been made in the last ten years. Yeah, so just even before. Covid. I remember, like the first time I watched Contagion, it's just like, "Dear God, this movie, uh, this yeah. this movie with no supernatural
0: elements yeah. or anything is scaring the shit out of me." And you've got that that from the same guy that gave us Schizopolis, which is just goofy fun. Still, never seen that. One. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I need to. Yeah, get like, through like the deep dive. Yeah, or like I the, couldn't believe he was sexualizing
1: videotape. Yeah, which was I haven't breakout. seen that one, but that was around forever and so when like Out of Sight came out it was like oh well this guy is amazing I want to see Yeah. Uh, well Out of Sight Out of Sight and the Limey kind of came out in the same like within a year of yeah, each like other eight, so it's like years. god this guy what a new fresh voice oh he's been around for 13
0: years cool 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 mm-hmm. I knew that yeah and just <laughs> even after he retired he's made like five or six movies but, oh god it's such so bullshit so yeah you got Takashi <laughs> Miike you've got him and you've got Danny Boyle and Danny Boyle does not care about the
1: genre. Nope. And he is good at all of them. Mm. And quite possibly, Mark Polonia. Maybe Mark Polonia. That, that's it. That's Takashi Miike, Steven Soderbergh, Danny Boyle, Mark Polonia. All right, let's give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. All right. Good news, we survived the death house.
0: Bad news, we watched the death house. <laughs> uh, we are, again, as we mentioned, out into the woods, and this is a house out in the woods. Of Amityville. Um, yeah. So the surrounding neighborhood of Amityville has changed just as much as the plot, the backstory. Yup. Um, this is a. St- No covered frozen tundra of Pennsylvania by way of Amityville. Yeah. Yeah, they keep saying it's Amityville.
1: All of the plates are Pennsylvania plates. Don't worry about it. You're paying you're paying too much attention to this. We mm-hmm. Patrick and I are having fun and watching movies. You guys are being overly critical.
0: Yeah. I mean the kind of attention to detail to change the license plates would mean that they were thinking about this kind of thing as an important detail. Right. So they wouldn't be the kind of folks to change every business name to Amityville in yeah. the town. Oh, wait, but they did that. They did. It was kinda of cute. I, I, I kinda of appreciated
1: that because like every single storefront had a very poorly photoshopped
0: Amityville typed onto it, mm-hmm. which was cute. There was a lot of Photoshop overlays. Uh, the Amityville house mm-hmm. is just... It's a its a house in Pennsylvania, but they yeah. photoshopped the Amityville eye windows yeah, onto yeah. it. That was a nice touch. Yeah. I like, mean, there, was, there were nice touches. There were yeah. nice, like, you don't have a lot of money, you're going for it. Yes. Which, like, overall... I give credit to this movie.
1: The movie had a lot of solid ideas, uh, as shown by the events that happen in the movie. Unfortunately, they had, the movie had no ability to convey any of the ideas in any sort of intelligible way
0: so that they would be impactful to us, the audience. Yeah, which, again, feeders was many years ago, but I feel like I might have been a little more prepared for that. Fair. Um we can let's, let's dive in yeah uh the film opens with the
1: ending yes which uh and to their to their uh discredit they don't even give you a like three days earlier or one day earlier after the opening credits
0: yeah you just see a whole bunch of a lot of stuff including, including spider woman Mm-hmm. you see a woman who's got spider legs growing out of her back but so that she's facing upwards so she's doing the spider walk from the exorcist but yeah. with actual spider legs
1: everybody Everybody's screaming axes are everywhere we're in a basement oh my god and then credits, which are you know, low budget Seven-esque, where just like lots of symbols and writings being thrown at the audience, Mm -hmm. including this uh, one Necronomicon-esque looking book with the words Salem, Witch, Amityville, Evil, written in (laughs) big bold letters
0: which, God help me, I'm pretty sure was just the shooting script. I think it was. Uh, Now The Necronomicon-esque book is... In chunks of the movie, something it looks like they made themselves. Other chunks, it is just literally a store bought replica of the Necronomicon from Evil Dead.
1: Yes, it's actually the tenth anniversary, or, or no, the fifteenth, the, the whatever anniversary DVD special edition. Which, as I'm point, I, can, I am pointing to my vert copy of it. And on that's my show, radio. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know exactly. now, yeah, you can see it. it, it yeah. It's the it's the foam book that actually has pages like made up to look mm-hmm. like the Necronomicon, and is unfortunately degrading over the years
0: because cheap plastic rubber. Yeah, it's kind of rubbery. Mine's crumbling, too.
1: Yeah, Uh, we don't move it much because the front's kind of holding up together well, but but that is in this movie, and it's even better because they're trying to disguise it. They have it upside down, so that way you could never put that
0: together. At one point, they have a belt around it to show that it's A, locked, B, not infringement.
1: Exactly. Um, And to their defense... We're paying too much attention to all of these things. Like, Oh, yeah, but this, is, yeah. this is how you make a podcast. I
0: know, I know. We just, like, I, I, I feel bad when we go after people that make these little movies. Well, but we're, I feel like time. we're having a fun discussion. I enjoyed myself this time.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. This is definitely much better than the Asylum movie, which mm-hmm. was just... There was nothing going on, and it was poorly poorly uh, shown. And or filmed, whereas this one, lots of stuff going on, yeah. still very poorly filmed and acted. But anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, um so- let- yeah, last point on the Necronomicon. Uh, the inside of the Necronomicon we get to see periodically through <laughs> the movie. Um, we're not sure who filled it in, but some of the uh, illustrations... It's all sharp, Sharpie marker. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Strong Bad's old doodles. Oh, my God. And there's yeah, there's one point where I, honest to God, feel like the image was of the Teen Girl Squad being hung at the gallows. And here we have
1: the cheat, and the mm-hmm. cheat becomes possessed by the house Mm -hmm. and shoots everybody with shotgun.
0: (laughs) The cheat is not demon the Mm -hmm. cheat is not demon (laughs) so
1: so after the credits we, we cut to the sheriff's department which may or may not be green screened the entire time and the sheriff is given a videotape of our main characters you know after whatever has happened happened which okay so the movie starts with the end Cre- the opening credits happen. Then we are in this scene that presumably happens days, if not a week or so, after the events of the film where this videotape is recovered. Mm-hmm. And then through the, the videotape, we start having an extended flashback for nobody because nobody's left alive and everything. And then <laughs> that's the, the meat of
0: the story. There's like this yeah. weird... Like, the Russian nesting doll thing happening that doesn't work. Yeah, instead of just after the credits, we go back a few weeks, or like go back a week. Yeah, we see him watching the videotape. We watch them interact as this um, the main character, Tiffany, and her friends are on the way to her grandmother's house because nobody's heard from her in a few weeks. Yeah. And they have just left Florida where they were helping with hurricane disaster relief. Hurricane Courtney. Yeah. But Hurricane Courtney... He apparently late enough in the year that is snow-covered Pennsylvania. Yes,
1: or upstate New York. Yeah,
0: um, right. <laughs> but like, there's there's lots of snow on the ground, and yep. here we are. I, gr- I grant it, there are more stor- storms per year than ever. Climate change is the thing. But even still, by winter we would have been past the seas. Well,
1: maybe, well, that was why that was why they could build the they could build oh, the relief right. because it was, it was already done. The fact. They, not, that would be even dumber if they were trying to rebuild the house in the middle of the hurricane.
0: Yeah, which
1: I'm but sure still, it's still a little wonky. Or at the very least, at, the, at minimum, it's not clearly explained. Like right. a timeline of anything. But yeah. Tiffany, our main character, and her one girlfriend and two guy friends, all of which none of their relationships are ever explained like to each other or to Tiffany, they're all going to Tiffany's grandma's house in Amityville uh, because we haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, we have a very Cabin in the Woods-esque uh, uh, local store
0: scene, mm-hmm. which is never... Like, we don't even see that they buy anything there. They kind of just go into this store that more looks like money. a countertop yeah. in a living room. Yes. Um, I the store didn't really have much in the way of shelves or products. There was, no. like, a, a chair and a fern. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like a normal
0: general store.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's so that, an inconvenience store. It's an inconvenience store. So they suppose they they, they 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 ring up, the proprietor rings up fifty two dollars and change worth of goods, but nothing appears to have been exchanged. Mm-hmm. Especially because I don't on even think they carry bags out. No, they don't. That's what I mean. Like you never. They don't even put anything on the counter. Yeah. For anything. But then they're back on the road, and then they meet this uh, stranded motorist. Who, oh yeah! Yeah. So apparent so this one girl, her car is broken down. She has a dog, and a story. <laughs>
0: oh, they find her after they get run off the road in the car chase. Airport. Oh god! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, trying to emulate. On you know a smaller budget than Warner Brothers would kick out uh, when the Griswolds almost get run over the get run yeah. off the road in Christmas Vacation.
1: Yeah, or an Easy Rider situation. Yeah, you know, like the local the to pick up,
0: just trying to run them off this snowy road. But they're doing about like five ten miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they that guy passes and they spot. This. Are those the guys in the woods later? They might be. They have to be, because there are no other people credited in
1: the movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. there's got to be. Okay, right. at least they come back. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Ah, thank you, audience, for indulging us while we actually put try to put together
0: the movie that we just Ooh. watched. <laughs> yeah, we take our separate notes and then open them up as we discuss them here for you right now.
1: Nothing but the least amount of research and preparation for you, the listener. <laughs> Shut up. So,
0: so yeah. So um, then
1: we get to our stranded motorist. Because mm-hmm. again, we can't gloss over the attempted road rage enough because it there's nothing that happens. It's just two yeah. people
0: driving on the road. And they just they kind of come up on them. You see them in the rear view, they honk a lot. Yeah. The car goes off to the side of the road, not like skids or veers, just you know pulls yeah. off. Just. Yeah. And then and then yes, they find uh, this this college age girl who is a local yeah uh, she's got her dog with her um, but her car just stopped in the middle of the road so they're trying to figure out you know What's wrong with it? And one of the guys says, don't worry, I'll have you up and running in a GIF. Which was, that is an impressive, or a boastful statement. Yeah, your car just died in the middle of the winter on the side of the road. I'm sure it's nothing. Um, and it that, turns that, out, that, that is the unearned confidence of a... Uh, Middle class white
1: man. It really is. It was, it was. It's so nice to see just the pure example of it. Yeah, but it's even nicer when it works out for him. Yeah, because uh, as it turns out, the, the car that was running stopped running because it was
0: it was low on antifreeze, not out. Low, low on antifreeze. Low. He asks, "Do you have any antifreeze?" She has some in the trunk. He pours it in the car. It works now. Yeah, um, and that's it. Which is not how cars work. Yeah. It's not what antifreeze does. Usually antifreeze um, is great for getting your car started, but once your engine is running, there is a thing it does called internal combustion. There's There's a whole Wikipedia article about it. Yeah. Uh, but it tends to keep the engine fairly warm um, for the rest of your drive yeah and we know very little about cars
1: as you can tell by the fact that we watch these movies every week and talk about them and that's what we've chosen to do with our lives
0: yeah. but there, while- there are car talk you know shows for other movies <sighs> and i'm sure like i'm sure there are people doing dissertations on bullet or you know car talk was the best yeah. But so while
1: they're waiting for the guy to to figure out the Annie Free situation, the uh, stranded motorist, uh, played by Danielle Donahue, I don't remember what her character name was. Uh, I do. They did flash it briefly. In the I
0: feel like they mentioned it.
1: Yeah. But um, she explains that she is trying that she's poking around the area to try to prove that the, the this old uh, legend about a witch was true, and that her people were. the right for hanging this witch because she was a witch Mm -hmm. and this is the witch that lives that is part of the Raymond family who lives up at the Wilmot
0: place Right. Now, the Raymonds <laughs> have lived there for generations upon generations at the Wilmot Place, including uh, Tiffany, T- our lead, um, last name Raymond. Yes. Yeah. So um, if we refer to the, uh, the Raymond Place yeah. or the Wilmot Place, we are referring to the same house.
1: They keep referring to it as the Wilmot place, and it's like, but the Raymonds have
0: been there for like a hundred years. When does it become the Raymond place? I liken this to getting directions from anyone who's lived in Baltimore for more than ten years. Can't get there from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're gonna go, okay, where the best used to be, gonna go past yeah. that, but not the as far best. as the old two guys. Oh my god. And then, um, actually I tell you what, go up half past Caldor, round the corner. I was yeah. going to say Calder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Baltimore direction. I'm sure it's this way most places, but as a local, I yeah. definitely know for a fact that I will give directions <laughs> to stuff that has been gone for 20 years. And yeah. more often than not, if it's another local, not a problem. Yeah. No. They, they, yeah. they remember it being there. Yeah. But so they get
1: Daniel Donahue back on the road. Sort of, her car is running at least. Then they go. Yeah, she doesn't leave. No, she doesn't. The dog escapes or something. Yeah, the
0: dog escapes, so she leaves her now working car. Yeah. Running or not, whatever. To go find the dog. To go find the dog. Um, On the way to find the dog, as the dog is barking, she does find Uh, a black skull. Yep, a human black skull. Just in the snow.
1: Yeah. Not buried, not like just, you know,
0: it's just in the snow. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which raises a lot of questions. Yes. What is the skull? Who did it come from? Is this tied to the mystery? Don't worry. And these answers are somewhere. But unfortunately, her dog returns and rips her throat out, so yeah. we never know. It's like total Suspiria style. I, I,
1: I kind of appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of good violence in this movie uh, that if it were even slightly better, this movie would be great. Like, no, it would be good. If it was slightly better, this movie would be good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm splitting hairs. Shut Shut up. <sighs> In terms of quality. But, yeah, like, she, this goes on for, like, five, seven minutes of the girl wa- running around the woods. No, walking around, the wandering the woods looking for the dog. She finds the skull. She finds a hangman's noose. Right? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, then as she goes, tries to go back to her car, her dog runs out of nowhere, does a flying leap, and takes out her throat. Yeah. Um. Then that's the end of her. Man, and then Eric Roberts in his weird little warlock Which we have dungeon gotten
0: to, dear it God
1: Says that, ah, oh, the first life has been claimed And there will be six or seven or however many more others Eric Abigail Roberts, will get her revenge Abigail will get her revenge Eric Roberts is a voice attributed to this warlock druid looking guy that's in a room that is candlelit and has the store-bought
0: tarot cards uh, and this, like the classic deck the yes. one that you could get at pretty much any borders it, barns it, it's, it,
1: it's your starter deck
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's not when you get into it and you get your fancy like no, you know no, no, dave no. mckeon deck or anything oh, that's a nice one oh, that would be nice mm. But uh, um, yeah. Um, and this warlock has a kind of caged mat, like yeah. mask on, so you can't quite see his face. Yeah, and, but um,
1: underneath the ma- underneath the
0: cage mask is just a skull bandana, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, he literally once again, Eric Roberts literally phoned in his performance. Sure did. So I'm going to refer to his character from the rest of this as, as the cat, uh, the talking cat. Uh, a talking warlock a talking warlock yeah 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 cuz that's what he that's what he did don't worry
1: the sub there aren't subtitles on this disc and the sound is very poor in terms of like it's just too loud, and it it goes between too loud, too quiet, too loud, too quiet. Yeah, but and so we, I could not make heads or tails of much of what
0: he was saying. Well, he also was, again, probably recording all of his dialogue in an afternoon yeah. in his house somewhere. So uh, it, it just it could be because, like,
1: clearly, like his, those the warlock scenes are filmed after the entire movie is done. Mm-hmm. This could be your last minute. Hey, this movie doesn't is an unintelligible mess. Why don't we have the warlock fill in every single gap that we have since we're gonna keep cutting back to him?
0: Yeah, no. We've got all this shot. Here's where it's edited together. Here's where we need something. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna give Eric Roberts some bullet points. He's gonna kind of talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure that yeah. But no.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Oh, her name was Lisa.
1: I have it in my notes. What What a schmuck. Why do I take this? Anyway, uh, (laughs) so, uh... Um, then, so, we're, then we're finally at the grandma's house, where we
0: will spend basically the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, when they get to the grandma's house, or as they're approaching, I think, still, uh, we get the fly vision or bee vision, because yeah, there's always been it's flies. Bees. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's bees in this one because... Because
1: the uh, grandpa apparently used to be an amateur apiarist, and after he died, grandma had the beehives taken away, and wouldn't you know it, underneath the beehive was the Necronom Ex Mortis. Roughly translated, Book, Book of, of the, the Dead. Dead.
0: Yeah. And this does not tie to Candyman. Um, nope. but we Or H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, we get B-Vision, which Actually, is basically... Actually, it does sort
1: of tie to the Evil Dead, because the design of the Abigail witch monster thing is very uh, True. first Evil Dead movie-looking. Yeah.
0: Which I appreciated. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, B-Vision, it's very brief mm-hmm. and... It's just hexagons. Yeah, it's basically just a hexagon. They, even of, just, like they, they don't even... It looks like they put chicken wire... Yeah. Yeah. They they don't multiply
1: the vision or the the yeah. images. It's just the same shot you would see, but with hexagons and a fisheye lens. Yeah, yeah. It essentially does look like what the gag they did in the Transformers Bumblebee movie, when you notice that all of his heads up display is in a hexagon thing, and it's just very. Look, mm-hmm. the transform the Bumblebee movie was really
0: good. <laughs>
1: okay, just
0: shut <laughs> up anyway so yeah they get to the grandmother's house Uh, she goes up to check on her grandmother who uh, looks like her face has been uh, coated with oatmeal and then it's dried over the last however long it's been because grandma doesn't know what day it is she's already missed a week's worth of stuff you know she looks very
1: much like grandpa in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie yeah like it's just that kind of like we just put a layer on top of your your face and Mm -hmm. yeah and that's it and tiffany to her credit tries to make food to nurse grandma back to health even though the whole time they should just be like hey well actually she's the only one that sees the grandmother yeah nobody else can bother
0: to go upstairs which
1: it's not their grandma so but at the same time it's like hey is she okay you say oh she doesn't seem to have eaten in a week Cool. Let's take her to the hospital yeah. because she's probably got issues.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're assuming that these are, you know, empathetic and, you know, kind people. They, not the, they, not the kind, normal kind of assholes who go down and do hurricane relief. I mean, this is what I was about to say. They do hurricane relief. Yeah. They care. Why would they, they not go up and check?
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's weird. And so we have, like, the first of, like, 12 times that Tiffany's maybe boyfriend keeps asking, Is she okay? Like... Are Are you okay? okay? Are you okay? (laughs) Babe, are we okay? You're not talking
0: to me. Mm -hmm. You're not responding to my maleness. Not, you know, is there anything I can do? Like, here, let me help you with that. Why don't we, you know, just, okay, just keep me posted if there's anything I can be be heroic on.
1: Then after, like, Tiffany makes, like, a bowl of food...
0: And tries to feed it to her. Which is made from jarred stuff from uh, the basement. Oh, God. She goes down to the basement. They tried to kind of replicate the basement from some of the early Amityville movies. Yeah. Um, but with a little bit of Evil Dead. Yeah. There's, like, there's a jar of pickles. There's a jar of mysterious. There's five jars that I'm pretty sure somebody's urine. Yeah. And then one jar of teeth. Yeah. So we but don't Like know. a full goddamn mason jar full of other people's teeth. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We don't believe she used the teeth in the soup, no, but... No, probably not. Well, maybe for stock. Okay, fair. fair. Yeah. yeah.
1: But uh, uh, after that... Grandma is pretty much ignored for all but one scene after that, and like, well, it's it's weird because the Tiffany and the group of kids basically act like they're at a cabin on vacation for the for like the remainder of the movie. Right, and even though there's a sickly
0: old woman upstairs mm-hmm. that needs help, yeah, and the house is in a state of mid repair, but. Like, when you're in the basement, you can see that there's definitely construction at the top of the steps. Yeah. In other parts of the house, it looks just old and rustic. Um, And it gets confusing because when you see videos of them doing their hurricane relief... It kind of looks like the same house. Right. It looks... Yeah, it looks like they're in that same house, but they're in this house watching that house... And they see the ghost from this house in the video from the house in Florida. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when they're in that house in Florida, it looks like they're basically just rehabbing the director's house. Yeah. Like just, you know, it doesn't look like hurricane relief. It looks like you're just, like, installing a new toilet in his, like, you know, in his basement.
1: Multitasking. Yeah. As it turns out, renovations, if you film it and include it in a movie, are a a business write-off. I need to remember that, right? It's like, oh, as it turns out, an integral part of my horror movie is the main characters putting in a new toilet in my in, in the location, which just happens to be my house. It's that it's that reality of it that exactly, I appreciate exactly. But but um, yeah, they're just hanging out, having beers inside the house, outside the house, interspersed with this is the sheriff who got a call from his ex wife, the shopkeeper, the general store owner, saying. And they're going, It's the it's the Raymond girl going up to the Wilmot place, which. It sounds so stupid every time. It's their house. Uh, So the sheriff is going to check out, you know, make sure shenanigans aren't happening because they haven't heard from the grandma in like a week, which shouldn't that have been like the red flag for Mm -hmm. the uh, the shopkeeper to uh, call her the sheriff ex-husband and say, hey, this person in this small, tightly knit community hasn't shown up in a week. Maybe we should check on her. Mm-hmm. Can you drive by and knock? Yeah. So the sheriff is trying is uh, for the whole of the movie, basically trying to drive thirty minutes mm-hmm. at the most, like yeah. whatever the center of town to this <laughs> sort of farmhousey looking thing, maybe a half hour away. Yeah, takes the entire movie. He gets caught up in uh, you know fetch quests like uh, yeah, the, He bumps into Ernest the fisherman. He bumps into Ernest the fisherman, who. I sorta of wanna give them credit for the effects they pull off in mm-hmm. terms of like using no money they make this guy look like a monster come out came out of the water and dragged him into the water.
0: Yeah. And like even put some poor camera person underwater yeah. oh, Jesus. under like under the frozen surface of this lake mm-hmm. to shoot up through for a POV shot and that had to suck. Yeah, no, that would have been bad. Yeah, the sheriff he find so
1: the sheriff leaves right before the fisherman gets uh, taken under the water with dubious special effects and then we see the sheriff uh Maybe f- discovering the remains of Lisa, the Danielle Donahue uh, motorist,
0: Yeah, but he's it's unclear. See their, we see a hand in the woods. He yeah. is looking through the woods. In that direction. He maybe sees it, maybe doesn't. We don't know. Yeah, he
1: doesn't react to it, which again, the lack of a reaction is not evidence one way or the other. Right. About what's happening. Yeah. But meanwhile, our main characters are drinking outside in the, the backyard with a little fire when some random yokel shows up, mm-hmm. contributes nothing to the plot, and then leaves to get murdered. Yeah. Um, he has a funny accent
0: for, yeah. you know. Pennsylvania and/or upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of hops out, says he was hey, hired dog. by the, yeah, hired by the family to hunt squirrels off the property because that's sure, a thing. That's a thing. And squirrels are a mess. Yeah, and that people have been leaving other animals around the property. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, he just goes off to be another corpse.
1: It's like they keep trying to imply that there's some culty activity happening, these extended flashbacks
0: and everything, uh,
1: but nothing is ever explained or explored.
0: No, and the cast is now aware that there are weird things because when they're watching the video of them doing the home repair, not even blurry... They pause it at one point, And it stays there. And they see the ghost that we see through the movie. This, like, you know, kind of ring-esque, like, you know, matted down, uh-huh. filthy, you know, girl in a long night gown. Just staring kind of at the camera. Uh, but, like, behind the door. And the one guy says, who's that chick? Who's she? Does anyone remember her being there? I don't remember that girl. Who is that chick? Who is, she? like... So we were filming the end of 3
1: Three men and a three men and a baby, mm-hmm. and does anybody remember this ghost kid? Or
0: yeah, something? I don't know. Like I thought, I thought it was your idea. Oh, I thought you brought her. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, goofy and bizarre, and very dumb on that character's part. Um, uh, the main character Tiffany keeps hearing whispering voices that, um, to my ears, sounded like they were saying Shasta McNasty. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. They were uh, apparently very big fans of the old Jake Busey and there was like one, was it Bill Bellamy or some other like
0: semi-famous person that was on Shasta McNasty? I'll be honest, a lot of the old UPN shows are just kind of fuzzy memories though. that one... you, you don't have to say old UPN, you can just oh, say yeah, UPN. Right. This is true. <laughs> it, it dates itself, that yep, reference. exactly. Yeah. Same
1: with the WB.
0: Yeah. The the secret fi- uh, diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer will remain mm-hmm. secret. for for generations to come. Uh, Um, But anyway. Until the homeboys from outer space find them. Oh my god. But
1: so by this point, uh, Tiffany goes back upstairs to check on the grandma that they were, you know, purportedly there to check on to begin with. And grandma is having a conversation with the ghost. And the ghost says that that she no longer needs grandma's physical presence. And so grandma just snaps her own neck. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was impressive. Yeah. Like dude, it was kinda like Joker at the end of the Dark Knight Returns where he's like, Well, the jobs worth doing. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, like, she's got, like, her own demon girl version ghost hand on top of her head and, like, yeah, cracks her neck. And in later shots, it looks like she ripped the head off because the head is just laying on the floor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And so,
1: and now all of a sudden, uh, the not Tiffany girl, uh, played by Cassandra something or other, uh, she had previously cut her hand, gotten a paper cut on the demonic book, which yeah. is sort of like, I got a paper cut. Yeah, who cares? But on the Necronomicon.
0: Oh, oh that's no. really bad. Well, wait, what should I do? Maybe I should read some of it to see if it gives me an idea of what to do. Uh-huh. Reads a spell from the Necronomicon! Yeah. Drawing a line here. Don't mm-hmm. read the Latin. You've already gotten your blood on the
1: book. So now she has, uh, she's feeling hot and has some horrific growth happening
0: on her her hand. Yeah. It looks like it got, like, somehow she got her palm in the fryer. Yeah. It it looks horrifically burned and gooey.
1: And by this point, the boys are being possessed and says, like, let's go downstairs and dunk her in the water in the bucket, in in the barrel that's in the basement. Yeah. The barrel
0: doubling, I think, for the well from part three. You are being very kind. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and I had, I, I know we jump around a lot, but I spotted a note for something that... Sorry,
1: f- sorry folks, l- listeners, we are not preserving the narrative flow of this film. <laughs> or we might actually be kind of...
0: Creating it as we go along. Yeah. Uh, there was a point um, in the middle, which you had to step away for a second, Um where Tiffany was talk telling oh, right. a story about her grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she said, like you know, she used to come up here and visit grandma and grandpa all the time, and then one day, um, she was in a part of the house and grandpa showed up and told her. Never to come back to this house again. Never return to the old farm again. Summer is over. Never come back here. Like, that emphatically... Then, she says, she told her her parents about it, and they explained that Grandpa had actually passed away that Monday. So it was the ghost of the grandfather telling her, never go back to this house we're at right now, ever again. And then says, to cap the story off, I think he was trying to warn me.
1: It's like it's beyond dying wish. It is his ghost's wish that you never come back, and you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Bad Grant's grandchild, and that's yeah. And so she deserves everything that happens. Yeah, so I want I want to make sure you 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 were yeah aware no that's that. pretty good I forgot yeah. I, I, I didn't hear the I was like I think he was trying to tell me something he was trying mm-hmm. to warn me you think that's like in uh, the man with two brains just give me just give me a sign if you think this is the right thing to do no it's like everything was spinning <laughs> no Marrier. please just any
0: sign anything at all. <laughs> Uh, So yeah, so uh, so then we had the the warning, then the trapper gets his eyes gouged out, and then we're back into the basement. Um, yeah, the eye gouging thing that was pretty good. Yeah. And we also
1: get like apparently like the we we think now it's the two pickup driver pickup truck drivers that were uh, giving them a hard time on the road. They come back and they get on un- like uh, just summar- uh, unceremoniously
0: dispatched as well. Yeah, they're sneaking around the woods. One of them has an air horn to scare the ghost. The other has a gun. A gun to also scare the ghost. Yeah, but although they're trying to. Different people are trying to prove whether Abigail was a witch, mm-hmm. whether she was a witch, witch, or whether she was a witch, witch, witch. In that, and sometimes they use terms like that, but whether she was a good witch trying to drive the demon out of people yeah. and failed, and then people died, so her magic didn't work, so clearly she's an evil witch, not a failed good witch or she was an evil witch and she brought this or whatever reason people have different opinions as to what kind of a witch she was everyone seems to agree that the town burned her at the stake anyway and then she wants revenge. A lot of sound reasoning throughout throughout this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we we really don't find out whether she originally was a good or bad witch. I know that at this point, we've got to assume she's definitely, you know, broke bad.
1: Well, you know, getting murdered tends to leave a bad taste in one's mouth. It really does. It's like, as it turns out, she was kind of okay, and then we murdered her violently, mm-hmm. and then that kind of made her turn into a jerk. Yeah, that's that's a bit of piss in your cereal. I a little bit, yeah. yeah. But back to the basement, which I, I, I apologize that I skipped over so much. I,
0: oh, no, no. I, I feel like we're going to keep bouncing away from yeah. the basement and back to it because... There are threads. And... So in the
1: basement, we're trying... The uh, the two boys are possessed now because they have moderate face weirdness.
0: Yeah, they've got, like... Goo and yeah, little growths happening like, on their faces. Looks like like, like stage acne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're, the way that they act when they're possessed is just honestly a little more dickish than normal they're kind of i would call them bro zest rather than possessed bro zest yeah
1: get out of my apartment (laughs) never come (laughs) back
0: we are done with this podcast i also feel like if there are people listening to this podcast from the asylum that's
1: probably coming out next year oh god we should start working on the script now bro zest May as well. I hate you, I hate you so much. <laughs> so their bros they don't they uh, drown gooey hand girl and are uh, trying to figure out if Tiffany is a witch. Luckily, they find a clue in that she has eight teats. They rip open her shirt. And reveal oh. basically a, sa- a pig sow's
0: chest. Yeah, and the boys don't rip open her chest; they just look over, and her cha- her shirt is open. Right, and right. she hasn't even noticed that she has eight bre- eight, eight teats. Yeah, uh, witch's teats, witches teats, as they call teats.
1: it. And you see, it's sort of like a baker's dozen this witches teats.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we don't know how cold they were. Um, But, I mean, that's a common phrase. Like, you would think that it might have factored into, like... Colder than a witch's teat. It's like, the room is so chilly. Oh, look at that. Six witch's teats. That's definitely cooling the room down.
1: Yeah, like it comes out of nowhere. It just they turn over, and all of a sudden, this girl is just extra breasts. Her, she's got extra breasts. Yeah, I, and she that may or may not exist. It's unclear whether or not they turn out to be a hallucination or if she actually had them, or what. Yeah,
0: but at least they go away just as quickly. <laughs> they go away just as quickly. Yeah, mercifully, because Jesus. Yeah. So the the guys who are um then He's, sort of.
1: They just breaking out, out, of out of
0: it, it. yeah, yeah, because they recognize that the Ghost. well, the one guy gets killed by the Spider Girl, not yet. She's not oh, spider no. really. They, they come not, out they, of it first. They come out of it first. They fight the ghost. They hit the ghost with an axe, and then they just start kicking the shit out of her.
1: Yeah, and then they, all the while they're trying to destroy the book and, by actually oh, yeah. just ripping the book apart, which I kind of appreciate. Like, yeah. It's not always just like, hey, it's a book. Ripping it into little pieces, that destroys the book, too. Even It like, really does. The, the Eldritch Gods did not account for scotch tape, so they're not going to count that as like, well, if you can't... ...and fix it, it's not destroyed. It's like, no, the book yeah. is
0: destroyed. And, and the Necronomicon being originally bound in human flesh... ...and inked in human blood. Yeah. yeah. If you rip all the pages out, you're, it's going to be hard to find a place that's going to rebind it in yeah. that human flesh. Yeah.
1: Staples is not... Or Kinko's
0: is not really yeah. going to be interested yeah. in
1: any of this. If at least not t- on this side of Charles Street.
0: Yeah. If you want to test the theory, I would say call in to a Staples or Kinko's to mm-hmm. ask them if they will do it. Do not go in person... Because because these are stores that have cameras. This is why Office
1: Depot went under, because they got caught doing this kind of thing. And that's why? why, you know, the locals did not appreciate it. Yeah. So, I, I swear the Belko experiment was about their home office. I'm saying. So as they're destroying the book, the uh, the girl with the goo hand, who had previously been drowned, sprouts six spider legs from her torso. Which would bring the count of limbs up to
0: ten, but we're going to keep calling her a spider because clearly that's what they were going Yeah, and also the girl with the spider limbs would have sounded like a much better Steve Larson book mm. than the girl with the goo hands the who just got drowned. Mm. That one doesn't jump the off the shelves no. as much. No, it does not. The girl with the spider limbs.
1: And honestly, like, there's bits where it's, like, completely a digital effect, but they also have, like, a few, like, practical spider legs that are poking around with Mm -hmm. people, and well, it kind of looks, it looks better than it should, Mm -hmm. and I still give them points for just, like, well, this is the last thing I would have expected, where it's, like,
0: and all of a sudden, now we have a spider demon person, girl. It's... This is why I feel like this one works better as an Amityville movie than like some the some of the other recent ones, mm-hmm. is because between the dog teats and the spider limbs, it has that. What the fuck is happening here? Yes. Like it just, it just turns just off any sort of logic, and it just it 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 surprises you with the weirdness of where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Like with.
1: I want like every anybody making an Amityville movie, I want them to watch the second one. Try to get back to that vibe of not necessarily all the things that happen in it, but just like wow At any given moment literally anything could happen mm-hmm. and that's terrifying.
0: Yeah. It's it really just surprises you all the way and it's again a lot of well there's no way they're gonna they just did that yep mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, so yeah so they've you know they're fighting the spider lady she kills one of the guys um, they're trying to destroy the book they're pouring gasoline all over everything everything um, the one girl uh, Tiffany has a lighter yeah. because they mentioned marijuana in the first act love those marijuana so, cigarettes yeah <laughs> Um, So as she flicks open the lighter, we cut to the sheriff outside, yep. who watches the house. And I'm the Wilmont place, the Wilmont place where the Raymonds live, right? Um, On Amityville Estates, uh,
1: fourteen, fifteen Ocean Drive, or whatever the number is. Damn! Yeah, I should know. Uh, what the four number... O oh, eight? No, four. Uh, so maybe fourteen. We should know. Fourteen O eight. And that was
0: the Stephen King thing.
1: Yeah, right, right. And then 1428 is Nightmare on Elm Street and the Simpsons. Yeah. It's some it is Ocean Drive, though. I remember
0: Ocean yeah. Drive. Which is weird because Simpsons is Springfield and Elm Street is Springwood. Yes. But anyway, on purpose. anyway. The sheriff arrives to see the house blow up. Yep. Now this is the seventh time the Amityville house is blown up. Yeah, we have number three. Er,
1: does number two... Okay, number two has flames erupting from the windows, but the house
0: doesn't blow up. Blow up. It definitely blows up in three. They definitely said blows it blows up, up in four, four or five. It's been mentioned that it's blown up or burned down Yeah,
1: a bunch. Yes. Okay. Correct. And or it's been raised... Like in the Asylum
0: movie, it was raised, right. and then they built the asylum on top of the grounds. Right. Right. Anyway, so the house has been blown up at the end of this movie, which means there's not going to be any more.
1: This is it. We're
0: done. Yeah. There's no more house. What can you do? Uh, Well, the director of this one, as we mentioned earlier, has done two more of these, and that's not all that we've got left. Oh, my God. I wonder if they're they're direct sequels. But
1: anyway, the sheriff calls for all of the fire all of the fire departments yes send the fire department send the ambulances send everybody and then it ends at the sheriff's house or the sheriff's department rather i mean getting the videotape to watch to start the movie i guess because again this is there's no sequence no coherent sequence of events to the movie but then before you can put the movie the video in. That we've seen him watch. Right. Uh, His ex-wife, the local, the general store owner, calls him up again to say, Hey, the Raymond girl who lives at the Wilmot, the granddaughter of the one that lives at the Wilmot place, uh, is here. And it's Tiffany,
0: who somehow survived. Except now she's got evil demon eyes. Yeah. And I I was very surprised she had demon eyes, because for the entire length of the shot, she had her eyes... Closed. Yeah. And so there was nothing to indicate that they no. were going to be demonic. And then but after 30 seconds. When she did open them and they were glowing blue like she was a spice addict. Yeah. Um, you you get to that. Spice nice... addict is a racist term, by the way. They're just Fremen. I mean,
1: just, they just. they You live there and you get the blue eyes. It doesn't mean okay. they're addicted. There's an implication. Just... There's genetics involved. It's a vicious cycle. And it's just a very unwoke thing to
0: call somebody a spice addict. My apologies to anyone from Arrakis <laughs> listening. Um, but <laughs> she also does have the thriller laugh accompany the eye opening. Which is Eric <laughs> Robert, which is Eric Roberts
1: doing the Vincent Price thriller mm. laugh. Because Eric Roberts was quote unquote in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't. Yeah. He's just a voice. A talking warlock. A talking warlock? Oh my god. Uh, and that's the amityville Death House whoa what, what's your what's the resale value for you for Amityville Death House I, I would watch this again I would too like especially in comparison to the Asylum I thought this was much better it's just there's a lot of good ideas it's just a very very poorly executed movie. Like, yeah. the acting is terrible, the plotting is terrible, but the stuff happening in it, you could make this into a good movie. Yeah. I've, I've seen worse movies
0: made out of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, again, like, with uh, with what we do with Mondo Baltimore, um, I know a lot of the selection process for what we tend to show is not just, like, is this a bad movie? Let's watch it, you know, let's watch... Um, uh, like you know examples of just flat out love, love on a leash but that's one we watched. Yes. That is a that that is a bad movie that had heart and ambition. Yes. We want to watch stuff that they wanted to make something much bigger than their budget or their talent or just their resources in general would allow. Yeah. And we love watching movies where people dreamed big and they missed the mark but we're rooting for them. Yeah. It's kind of like an underdog bad movie. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's why, like, I like, want stuff all like of these this. movies to be good. I yeah. want to enjoy them. And like this one showed, like they had ideas. Yeah. They had like they, they re- they they went for it, and that that is enjoyable to me. If whereas like the asylum one, there was better. There were better sets. They were shot poorly. Um, yeah, I, I I will not. I'm not going to make, I it, not, let's not make not, any concessions. I will not that say that.
1: Credit. The sets were better because you couldn't see them. This is so, true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it didn't feel like there was the joy no. of making a movie in that one. And no. this one, it this just one. it felt like eye gouging stuff. It was,
1: yeah. It was fun bits where they could. But it's, it's, it is it's it is terrible. It is a terrible, terrible movie. But he. this is only the first one for this
0: guy. So he's got two mm-hmm. more tries. Yeah. And again. To, to do it better. And I, I maybe we'll. I, would you like me to reveal which ones are the, are his other two? Uh no, but let's, uh, let, let, let's be straight. Okay. What what is the next one though? Uh well, I'm pulling it now. We have oh, The, it's Playhouse. They, the they, Playhouse. The Amityville yeah. Playhouse. Amityville Playhouse. Yeah, the Amityville Playhouse. Kind uh, of find where yeah, we're yeah. watching that one. I think that one's on Amazon, but we'll find out yeah. soon enough. Right. Um, but, but yeah, this one we had to uh, we had to pick this one up on DVD. Yeah, um, this is part of Patrick's collection now. Yep, I owns it.
1: <laughs> and who knows if we'll ever watch it again? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well,
1: maybe you know. Maybe we'll have it as a mondo. Yeah. Then you
0: can write it off as a business expense. I'm telling you. Oh, and actually... um, Work's smart, not hard. I may have to correct us on that. Next one is going to be Amityville, The Final Chapter, which was also released under the title Sickle. That came out... Sickle or Sickle? Uh, sickle as in uh, The Reaper. Gotcha. Um, I, I do want to start pointing out the release dates on these and in conjunction with where they fell to the others. So, Amityville Asylum from last week was released in 2013. Yeah. This Am- was... Okay, good. Yeah, Amityville Death House that we it's watched today was February 24th, 2015. Now, the one we're watching next week, Amityville, The Final Chapter, a a sickle was released March 20 8th, thousand fifteen. So just a little over a month later, and then the one we're watching, the Amityville Playhouse, that was that's twenty sixteen. No, Uh, that is April thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. I'm telling you, we are. So that's two weeks after the one we're watching next week. So yeah, last week through next week, we're released um, in the space of about a month and a half.
1: We are in the boom
0: times Mm -hmm. for Amityville ripoffs. So wish us well, um, or honestly, just send us a message saying you you, you brought this upon yourself. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think we're starting to exhibit the same logic as anyone who stayed in that house for too long. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll get through it, though. We we will escape the Amityville house. They won't.
1: Yeah. Losers. Stupid. Actually, that's just me. I'm tired. But anyway... Until next time,
0: uh, I'm still Tom. I'm still Pat. And get out. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show. Or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com.